Hello and welcome to The Feminist Critique. I'm Ajlaine. And I'm Gracie. And it's a podcast where we talk about movies and we put them to both the feminist and inclusive tests. And today we have a very special guest, Donnie. Hi, I'm the roommate <laughs> of Ajlaine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, here against my will. Somebody send help. <laughs> hey, you didn't have to do it. That's true. Or, no, I did agree to. No, I, I put him I put him to gunpoint, so I was like well, I Don, mean, you're fucking doing this gonna fucking kill you. Considering the movie that we're talking about, basically. Yeah. It felt the movie like it. was the gun. Yeah. The movie was I understand. The movie was both the gun and my soul, and both of them are gone now. Well, this movie was garbage. I, I'm going to put it out there. Out of all the movies we have done, this is number 49. This is the worst one we have done. No, ever. Gracie, this is 50. No, uh, whatever. I don't care. Whatever number this is. Why would you make such a special one. number like 50 be this? Well, because we knew it was going to be funny. I Jesus Camp, okay, where we could be furious. But no, we had to do this one. <laughs> That's because Jesus Camp was going to be awful. Like, this one awful. was awful. It was horrifying. Yeah, it was going to be horrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so the movie in question that we're talking about is uh, Old Fashioned. And uh, it was it was Old Fashioned. You're doing my job. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, I'll do what I want. Okay, let me run through some shit first, and then we'll actually talk about the movie. So this movie came out in 2014. It was basically the evangelical Christian response to Fifty Shades of Grey. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 19% critical and 85% audience. 85% of the people that rated this movie after they watched it loved it. I'm going to go on Rotten Tomatoes and give it a zero. <laughs> it, had a, it had a budget of $600,000 and a box office of nearly $3 million worldwide, making it the most successful of... Uh, most successful opening box office for a Christian film. Oh my god, you should see Donnie's face right now. He is just like emoting. <laughs> He's like horrified. This is not okay. This movie was not good. Like, I, I just want to make it very clear. This was not a good movie. <laughs> no. Um, it was written, directed, and produced by Rick Swartzwelder who also starred as Clay. Also was the worst actor in the whole movie. Tony the entire time was like, uh, worst actor and also the ugliest one. He was also the ugliest one. Yeah. Out of all of the guys in there, he was the worst. Anyway, sorry, and keep going. there's only two other top-billed people, and that's Elizabeth Roberts, who plays Amber. She's best known for her work in Days of Our Lives, and she's on a TV show now for kids called Word Party, where she does voiceover. And then we have LaJohn Woods, who's the token black friend, David. And he was in movies like Tomorrow You're Gone and Homemakers. The shock jock guy has like a better TV career, but I did not write down his name because he only had ten lines. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was like the best actor though. Like even though his his character was like <laughs> was absolute worst. what? 
Even though he was the worst. Oh, yeah. He was like a garbage character. His character but... was the worst, but he played the worst really well. Oh, yeah. Like his uh, his radio voice was like amazing. It was basically me, how I am on the radio. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Talk about all the ladies no. that I banged. <laughs> I'm going to go right out there and say that this movie, despite the fact that there is no cussing, no sex, no kissing, is rated PG-13. For what? thematic elements what well because they talk about sex and also there's the porn movie oh, oh you mean the the um the uh girls gone wild knockoff where yeah all the girls gone sex. wild where they're all wearing clothes and nobody's smiling or showing anything they, well yeah when they all look like the i guess the idea was they all didn't really want to be there but like I don't know if you've watched a Girls Gone Wild. They're oh, like, they love it. They fucking love it. Like they're making their hundred dollars and they're having fun doing it. But all the girls in those in that video were just like, I have daddy issues. I'm really like, sad. I'm here because I'm being forced to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you know that's all sex workers apparently. <laughs> Which we'll get into. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so. This movie opens with like a silent film reel kind of thing. Oh. And it's not a. The, the thing with Pure Flix movies is they always have a quote at the beginning. Okay. Always. Like from the oh. Bible? <clears throat> oh, no, no. This wasn't from the Bible, quote. the quote at the beginning of this movie. Oh. What they was... had a Zora, Zora Neale Hurston quote at the beginning of this movie. You know, the author of Their Eyes Were Watching God. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. We meet Amber, who, and Clay. Clay is a art, an antique dealer. Yeah, you could tell from the like five minute like long five minutes of him <laughs> just building a chair. That's the like. I mean, the it. entire time I was just like, "Is this an ASMR video?" <laughs> like the whole time I'm watching, like I was like, "Okay, I guess this is supposed to be like an art film or something," but like none of it meant anything. He's just sitting there building a chair. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it and then we meet Amber who's got like this piece of shit truck and it's full of stuff and she's got her cat in the passenger seat and like that cat I was guess, adorable I guess I mean she was adorable she looks like breathe. Belle from Beauty and the Beast honestly yeah I did think like, she, she was beautiful well yeah like she and her hair was kind <laughs> of in that sort of 1940s kind of like cute look or whatever which I think Obviously, it it was made <clears throat> old fashioned. <clears throat> exactly right. Yeah, it's like there's there's no cell phones in this movie. She fucking has a rotary phone in that apartment she rents from him. Oh a yeah, didn't phone. she pull out a cell phone at one point and then like not use it ever again? I don't remember her pulling out no. a cell phone at all. There's no cell phones in this movie. That's so like, strange. that's the trivia that I have, that there were no cell phones in this movie. There's not any trivia for this movie except for that one. Well, cell phones means sex. And it's a Christian oh. movie. We can't have that. I don't know. Well, yeah, because what you do on there is you you sex people, right? Yeah, when you when you have the ability to send text messages, you have the ability to send sext messages. Exactly, and nudies. And nudies. <laughs> you can have a phone that takes pictures because you might take pictures of your body. <laughs> we can't have that. You're a baby maker. <laughs> Literally the entire plot of this movie, you guys. This is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, just be yeah. a brood weird. <laughs> really? 
Amber's like, oh, well, I'm out of gas. Might as well find an apartment. And she looks in the newspaper. She finds this place that Clay is uh, wanting for rent over his antique shop. So she meets him. And, like, before she meets him, he's in the back working on shit. Like, I don't know how you can run a fucking shop and also work in the back. Because she was in that shop for a good ten minutes by herself. And there's also the fact that, well, like, we'll get to that. But so... He runs this shop, right? And, like, his his deal... Oh, fuck. I'm going to ruin that part. But, go yeah, ahead, she's... Go like, for it. Okay, so, like, he won't be in a room with, an, uh, like, with one woman that's not his wife. How is he running that fucking shop if, like, some random lady comes in, uh, for example, Amber, and she wants to buy something? They're in a room together alone. I think, I think the crux of it is he won't be in a room with somebody alone, like, in a private. So, like, he's in his shop, so it's in public, right? Oh, okay. So, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this was a porno, you could, like... Oh, you it... know, he would take her to the back and close the door. <laughs> no, no, right in the middle of the shop around all the old oh, shit. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to see me work my wood? <laughs> okay, all right. Podcast canceled. <laughs> I'm shook. <laughs> We're going to have to share this with our New York friend because he's going to be surprised by my lewdness. <laughs> she's like the nice one. I'm like the one that makes the dirty jokes. And like there was one point where she said something about finger blasting on another episode. And I was like, oh, my stars. <laughs> That's the kind of language you use for a movie like this. Oh, my stars. <laughs> there was one thing that... One character said, like right near the beginning, I think I think it might have been his aunt or something, and it was basically along those lines. It was like golly gee or something like that. Like it was like did not belong in modern like anything, and it just caught me so off guard. Well, that's because she's like ninety years old. Like she grew up during the Great Depression. I guess so. Do people say golly gee during the Depression? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's all they had to do because they were really sad and poor. <laughs> Sorry, Ma. I can't bring home any bacon today. Golly gee. <laughs> um, so she goes up there to look at the apartment that he has and he's like, She's like, well, why don't you come in? And he's like, oh, I made a promise that I'd never to be alone with a woman in a room <laughs> in private, like, unless she's my wife. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, and then and then she's like, oh, how long have you been married? He's like, oh, I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> that did not shock me. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not married. You know, I'm not living with somebody, you know, all this stuff. Oh, I'm not even dating anybody. I haven't been with a girl in nine years. <laughs> also, dating is stupid. Oh, God. Oh. His idea of dating, which we'll get, get into in a minute, is just the stupidest fucking shit. Um, but after she rents the I have lots to say about that, by the way. He's, like, visually, like, pissed off. Or not, I don't know. <laughs> Well, he has this theory. He has a lot of fucking theories. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, so he goes to have drinks with his best friend. We have Brad, who's the uh, shock jock, uh, you know, guy. He's like a Howard Stern type. Brad is the Chad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brad is the Chad. Brad is the Chad. 
Oh, wait, what? Where is that from? The Chad. Oh, it's what incels yeah. say. Yeah, there's Chads and there's oh. incels. Oh, that's funny. I thought that was a reference to Charlie's Angels. Oh, <laughs> no. He's like, because he's the Chad. Oh. Oh, boy. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't get the way it. Y'all said it. But anyway, so because this is a Christian movie, when they're talking about how shady his past is, they don't get into specifics. So he's like, hey, you remember that summer in Myrtle Beach with the redheaded cheerleader and her? Oh, come on. Tell me. That's my favorite story. Yeah. (laughs) And all I could think was, wow, he went to Myrtle Beach. I'm scared for my life. (laughs) Because you would be the hot redheaded cheerleader. No, she would be the and her. Oh. I would be in a grave somewhere. (laughs) This guy is a serial killer. This is not a joke. Okay, can I say that my thing? Yes. Okay, so literally, like, from, from about a quarter of the way through the movie, through the whole rest of it, all I could think was, if you just, like, shot this a little bit differently, this would be a horror film. And, like, literally everything that everybody says, it just sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the thing is, is, like, uh, I, I watch uh, Hugo and Jake on YouTube, and they uh, actually do this for a living. They look at Christian films and talk about them. And he's like, this, this guy is psychotic. Like, he's two steps away from being a serial killer. He's like, I'm pretty sure there's bodies in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> probably um <And> it, uh... <laughs> well okay so like um the part or whatever where they're um because the one guy's moving and then uh there's like a split second where the guy's girlfriend shows up and it's like one of the only people of color in this movie an asian woman and uh she's like oh, are you going to move into the new place with me or whatever? And he's like, well, you can move in there without me, Bobbitch. Well, he told her (laughs) that she could move in. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll move in. It's like, she's totally ready. And he's like, oh, no, I meant you could move into the empty apartment once I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's, like, moving to L.A. or something. He is leaving small town Ohio for big dreams of becoming a shock jock because he's basically Howard Stern or trying to be. Exactly. Howard Stern, but white. Howard (laughs) Stern? Howard Stern is white. I, I don't know anything about Howard Stern. Oh, okay. <laughs> Howard Stern is very white. <laughs> He's like super white. Okay. Um, so <laughs> then there's this part where uh, the antique person that brings antiques for clay to fix up, his name's George, I want to say. He comes by and Amber is out like, I guess she doesn't have a fucking dryer because she's airing something out at her window. And he's like, Of course she doesn't have a dryer. Did you see that fucking apartment? I didn't even notice her in that scene. He talks to her. He talks to her and he's like, hey, where have you been all my life? And you know, that's what women love. Women love when creepy old guys are on the street and see them in the window and they're like, hey, babe, what's your number? As long as they have money, I'm all about that. I literally did not, like, I I guess I fucking repressed that memory or something. (laughs) Like, I do not remember that happening in the movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought that guy was like a nice dude. Like I he thought was it was his dad. Back. What? Are you kidding me? Did you repress the part where he talks about how he fell in love with his wife? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't talk about how he fell in love with her. He talked about how he got stuck with her. Yeah. Which I mean, like valid, I guess. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um. So Amber's stove quits working, and so she calls Clay to come fix it because you know he's the landlord so he shows up and he makes her go out when it's fucking cold out of her own fucking house yeah oh but you know he's a gentleman because he brought a blanket with him so that she wouldn't be cold how sweet how fucking romantic i wish i had and roll her up in it (laughs) (laughs) what I said, I'm surprised he didn't bash her in the head with the wrench and then roll her up in it. He's a psycho. I mean, that's what I would have done. Let's be real. (laughs) I'm alone Um, here with him. I'm really scared. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) If you don't hear from me in a couple of weeks, it's because he killed me. (laughs) Um, So they get into a conversation about his theories. And she's like, I'm not really religious. I'm spiritual. And she doesn't believe everything in the Bible because you shouldn't. You should never take the Bible fully literally. <laughs> really? I thought I was supposed to believe everything. <laughs> like, Ugh. you know, how Adam, Rib, and Lilith, I think. No, Eve. Oh, we I don't, don't talk no, about Lilith. Oh, that's because Lilith. Was, yeah, that's because <laughs> Lilith was fucking smoking. Lilith is just... my favorite biblical mythology character. Same. <laughs> uh, she's the best. Um, you guys having fun? She's like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? Nothing, sorry. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they're having this conversation, and the dude's like, I don't believe that dating trains us to be good husbands and wives. It That's it why you're fucking single. It trains us to be superficial. And she goes, what about sex? That takes practice, too. And he's like, eh. I mean, she brings up a good point, though. Well, that's the thing. She's basically trying to teach this kid that, like, hey, by the way, dating doesn't have to be what you think it is. Like, dating can train you to become good husbands and wives if that's what you want it to be. Well, like, exa- this would have been exactly. a much better movie if he'd have listened to her. Yes, it was like everything about this movie could have been so good. There are so many good like plot elements and like little threads of good stuff in here. Like the leading female character was really well written for the most part. Like her backstory was cool. Her motivations were okay. But like this guy like the fact that it's about him and like I, I it's just like whoever wrote it had no idea how romance works clay clay wrote it yeah clay wrote this movie the guy that is playing clay wrote this movie he is basically the tommy wiseau of the christian film world <sighs> just it could have been so good yeah 
it had potential. No one was denying that. It's just it didn't go in the direction you wanted it to. And it was It didn't boring. go in any direction. Nothing happened. This whole fucking movie. And nothing like, happened. And, and that's the thing. He was like such a weird looking dude. Like yeah, it was made in what two two thousand thirteen came out in two thousand fourteen. But like he had a fucking Justin Bieber haircut. Like that was a that's a cut that a thirteen year old boy has. And then he also dressed like a thirteen year old boy. Like his jeans were too long for his like um His shirts were too big for him. Exactly. Like the the it's like the just he doesn't know how to dress himself. How well, do you fall in love with a guy that looks like that? Well, that's how I you know that he's straight. What the fuck was wrong with her? <laughs> Is that how you know he's straight? Yeah, because he doesn't know how to dress himself. That's why we have shows like Queer Eye for the Straight well, okay, Guy. Okay, but I don't know how to dress myself, and I'm very gay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a special case. <laughs> I think that you're generalizing. And oh, you're being bad. bad hashtag bad, not all gay How guys. How dare you stereotype? All I'm saying is this guy from this movie was probably gay. Well, the one lady does say that. She oh, knows yeah, what's because up. he owns an antique shop, he must be. Yeah, she doesn't but, even point out the hundreds of other reasons that he's probably gay. I have to ask. Is that, like, a thing in the gay community? Do, like, 50% 50 of you own antique shops? I mean, I own an antique shop, but I don't know about everybody else. (laughs) It's a really nice antique shop. Yeah, it's called my basement. (laughs) I thought it was called Donnie's Warehouse Emporium. Want to try that one again? Want to make a better name for that? (laughs) Donnie's... There you go. It's for gay guys. Only gay guys buy antiques. You heard it here first. (laughs) Only gay guys buy antiques and only gay guys sell antiques. Everybody else only buys new things. Well, that's what we get out of this movie. Obviously, he's gay because he owns the antique shop. I mean, I never would have guessed. I, I suddenly have a brand new theory that I'll tell you about once we get to the end of the plot synopsis. Okay. Sounds good. So... Um, one of the things that gets me is, like, the screen door has to be closed when they're talking to each other, and it's almost, to me, like, he's, the only reason he can't be alone in a room with a woman is because he might, like, not have the wherewithal to keep it in his pants, like. (laughs) Well, yeah, like, screen doors are are not not rape fruit. (laughs) Oh my god, we just said that at the same time. The, the what, scary thing is, that's actually how a lot of Christians think. Oh, that if there's a physical, you know, screen door or door, suddenly there's no threat? That, well, that if there's if there's a guy and a girl alone in a room together... They must be having they sex. They will be having sex. They, they will have sex. If there's a guy and a girl alone in a room together, they're going to have sex. So as long as you put some kind of separation between them so the guy can't be touching the girl or can't look at the girl, they won't have sex. Yeah. Is and that... that's kind of like a disservice to dudes. Yeah, it know? is. Like it's so, actually the worst they thing so, ever. They're so unable to handle their sexual impulses that they'll jump a girl's bones as soon as they're in a room alone together. Like, if that's how you think men are, there's something the fuck wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, guys can control themselves to, oh, I don't know, not rape women. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, a lot, a lot of Christian parents though, like they, that's actually how they raise their boys is like, you have to stay away from women because you won't be able to control yourself. Oh no. Uh, yeah. What happens yeah, if you check out their shoulders? To... Yeah, ex- it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't specific to my house because I was raised pretty evangelically Christian. It wasn't very specific to my house, but I went to a church where it was like that. And a lot of the time the blame was also on the girl to, oh, well, if a guy enters a room, you leave. Well, yeah, that's the dumb thing. Okay, if anything happens, it's the girl's fault. But the guys are the ones who are told from the beginning that they're the problem. <laughs> but it's the woman's fault. No but it's the, like, no, like, yeah, yeah. If if she got raped, it's her fault. Like, oh, if they if they ended up having sex and she got pregnant, it's because she was being too promiscuous. It had I mean, nothing I... to do with the guy. But guys, don't be alone in a room with a girl because you won't be able to control yourself. Yep, well, those pesky, like, pesky I, women. I called this guy, the guy that's Clay, I was like, oh, so he's like a Duggar side hugger. If you don't know who the Duggars are, they're like that family that had 20 fucking kids. Okay, the oldest son got in trouble for going into his younger sister's rooms and sexually molesting them. And the idea was that they locked their daughters in the room instead of sending him off to get some fucking help. They punished yep. their daughters for what their son had done to them. Yeah, and, like, that was a huge controversy a couple of years ago because, like, <clears throat> it finally all came out and it was like, oh, the guy used to fucking sexually molest his sisters. Well, it's it's like a, it's kind of both because they're punishing the daughters, saying that, like, they're the problem, but also what they're doing in response is locking their daughters up so that their son can't have access to them. So it's telling yeah. the son, like it's it's telling the daughters that they're a problem, but it's also telling the son that he won't ever be able to control himself, like like instead yeah. of sending him somewhere to you know get help oh, or they, like they, fix they anything, like literally they just lock the kids like the girls up and say like this will fix everything. Well, they did send him away to do carpentry. Exactly, carpentry. Oh well, go to your uncle's house and help build houses for the summer. That Wait, did he start selling antiques? Is he gay now? um okay so this is uh so then uh he apparently he has well yeah but like he's had this theory for nine years like which and then she's like well that's not normal and she's fucking right have we said what the theory is oh the theory is that uh dating does nothing and that you don't need sex to have a relationship, and the whole purpose of marriage is to have children. That's yeah. it. That's his theory. <laughs> his theory is that dating is dumb or whatever. I mean, like it, it is, is but you know, like but his idea of what dating is is stupid. His idea of what dating that, is. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later. When <laughs> there's a scene. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Um, so. Yeah, go on. Clay goes to visit. Clay goes to visit his aunt Zilla, and this is okay. I don't know, um, Donnie, if you have watched The Handmaid's Tale, but I have, I and Ashley has. And one of the things that they say in The Handmaid's Tale is they greet you with "Blessed be the fruit," may and you respond with "May the Lord open." So he goes to visit his aunt, and his aunt goes, "This is the day the Lord has made," and he replies, "I'll rejoice and be glad in it." Nobody talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people at church talk like that, but, but only the while they're at church. Home. 
Yeah, but like they're at home having a nice visit with each other. Oh, well, I imagine like maybe a pastor talks like that with his family. Maybe. But Wow, I would not want to live in that household. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know. I would not be glad if like I was living with for instance a husband and he's like this is the day the Lord has made and my reply was I'll rejoice and be glad in it because I just feel like it's cultish um, <laughs> a little bit. Cult, so. also there's like uh, this was something that you put in like our notes or whatever that uh, this movie's a little weird because it has all this over narration about pointless things like I guess it's it's like the editing. Okay, you never notice editing is bad unless, like, you don't know that notice how important editing is in a movie unless it's terrible. This there are movie moments was when she is talking, but her lips aren't moving. Like, yeah. the screen is on her face, but she is not talking. She's narrating. And then there's all these pointless fucking, what's the word? What's it's, the word? Exposition. It's like so they're exposition. having a conversation. But it's like a voiceover conversation. And instead of like showing progression of time while that conversation is happening or like showing establishing shots or anything, it's literally just like showing her face while she's standing there looking at him. But it's voiceover instead of her just talking. Like there's no point in it. (laughs) There's nothing to be gained from it. And then they have like the black guy come that one black guy customer comes to pick up the rocking chair and he's like he talks about a fire and then we never hear the end of the fucking story. The, like, this movie does that a lot where like they'll start something and then just move on before like actually, you know, getting anywhere yeah, with it. Yeah, I don't it. think we see that character again. Like, like that the movie don't. just moves so quickly but also so slowly. Like nothing happens but also everything happens. Yeah. Like um, there there's a scene where he like once he starts dating her, there's a scene where they go and they meet her friends, but literally it's for one line. And then it's the end of the night and they're already gone. Like, I want to see how the rest of that conversation went with her friends. It didn't go well. That's why he cut it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, there, there's like the... Um, it shows that uh, Amber gets a job as a flower shop girl, but then also... Uh, because this, this because this is a Pure Flix movie, she can't have a job besides being a flower shop girl, let's be honest. God yeah. forbid she be a teacher or a doctor. No, 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 no. I mean, she didn't go to school, so she can't be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then true, true. also, uh, Aunt Zella had, like, fakes a faint at the idea of a girl in the apartment above the shop. And like, there's a part, I actually kind of laughed at this part after she like pretends to die and he's like, oh good, the old bag's finally gone. Now I can take all her money. Like I I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. It was was the only joke in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) But like he said it in like such a weird sarcastic way that it was like, oh, that's funny. Like that was genuinely like something that like my family would say as a joke. I mean, the line was good. It was really well read, and his delivery was very poor, though. It was the best out of the whole movie, so... Yeah. I had to watch uh, this movie. So, we meet Amber's friends, 
uh, and also co-workers, Trish, and I think the older woman's name is Carol. Yeah. And, like, they all go out for drinks after work, and then this one guy comes up, and he's got long hair and starts flirting with Amber, and Carol calls him Tarzan, and he walks away, and then he fucking does a Tarzan yell, and Trish is all for that shit. She is ready to hop on his dick, and I'm like, I do not understand. I, I'm I'm I, with Trish. I, that was me. <laughs> I would he, hop he on He made that. that Tarzan yell, and I was like, okay, I'm there. <laughs> like, that's fucking hilarious. I'd be like, oh, he has a sense of her humor. I'm like, I'm that's the there. kind of guy you could marry. Exactly. Like, that's a guy that has a sense of humor. He's like, oh, they're making fun of me, but I'm just going to, like, accept it because it's kind of funny. I do look like Tarzan. Ha ha. Yeah, I would be on that dick so fucking fast. I mean, oh, wow. I wouldn't be on his dick, but, you know. <laughs> um, after we see that, we see... Two grown ass thirty plus forty year old men playing horse, <laughs> and and fucking Clay talking about fact. Most people know about a person from a job interview for delivering pizzas than they do after most dates. What? <laughs> First of all, that's not a fact. That's something you made up. Second of all, it's not true. <laughs> Unless the person talks a lot like me. Unless I guess the person in the job interview like really gets into their research. But like <laughs> when you go on a date with somebody, oh you kind of learn you, things about them. How do you how do you even do a job interview? Like how do you learn more about a person who's wanting to deliver pizzas than you do after a date? Well, <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so <laughs> He ends up going grocery shopping, and Amber sees him and approaches him and, you know, kind of does a little meet cute. And uh, she's like, hey, whatever she calls him. And he goes, hey, pretty girl. And I just cringed my entire inside. Uh, yeah. just... They do that, my, like, my vagina so many times. My vagina just shut up. Like, <laughs> just shut, shut the doors. <laughs> yeah. The window shutting. The doors We're locked locked. up for business today. <laughs> No more. <laughs> the window's shutting down. So. When my when my vagina closes a door, it also closes a window. Also. <laughs> that scene was really cute, though. Like, other than that really cringy moment, it was like, I could see this in a traditional romantic film. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah, like, He's when like, she, like, pushes over the stuff and he... Yeah, like when Why he put pasta's romantic. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like a decent conversation, and then she like messed something up, and he was like perfectionist has to like fix it, and she's like glares at him and pushes three over. Like that was adorable. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I get that. And then they run into token black friend. I think his name's David. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of personality. Well, he David was married. Was like, hey. Well, he wasn't married, but no, he had kids, he and then he got married. They were living in sin. <gasps> <laughs> um, so David's like, hey, we're having a birthday party because, you know, it's adorable. He and his girlfriend have the same birthday. Oh, I thought it was his girlfriend and their daughter had the same birthday. Mm, uh, either way. Either it's way, cute. it's weird. I guess, I guess they gave each other presents, so it would make sense that they have the same birthday. Um, yeah, so, and then the party happens. Oh, God. He's the worst wingman 
ever. Yeah, because he's like, this is Amber, and Clay likes her. Okay, now kiss. To a crowd of strangers that she does not know. Yeah, He makes an announcement to everybody. He's like, hey, your attention, everybody. Thanks for coming. This is Amber. Clay likes her. And then sits down and just like, let's everybody get back to the party. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, weird. And then after like the um, token black friend, because that's what he is. That's what he is. David, he proposes to his girlfriend and she's like, oh, well, it's just a piece of paper, you know? And he's like, yeah, but I love you. It's actually, they're the best couple. They're the healthiest one out of this entire movie even though definitely they have no chemistry they have a problem they talk about it the problem gets resolved and they come to a conclusion together yeah like yeah that was a really good scene i really liked it Mm -hmm. yeah it was cute it's just that it was so horribly acted (laughs) (laughs) it's true the girlfriend was really bad (laughs) felt so bad for her uh but then like after the Apparent. I don't understand the editing in this scene because when they exchange the presents, the only people that are in the room are Amber and Clay. But then after this scene, it's a big party again, and like Clay is washing dishes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then David asks Clay, "What the fuck is you know uh, dream idea of a honeymoon is?" And Clay goes, "Cabin in the woods." And a case of water. Have I mentioned this movie should be a horror film? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, do you have a basket with lotion too? Like, (laughs) we know where this is headed. (laughs) Yeah, like... Like, you want to just take your woman and have her. And like... (laughs) With nobody possibly interrupting you. And that's your idea of a perfect honeymoon. All you have to do is take out the cutesy music and put in the psycho theme. Yeah. Like, eh, 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 eh. like <laughs> watching parts of this movie, I was I, I had to like physically stop myself and just be like, I wish I was dead. Like, <laughs> they do this thing later on, but like, that's a red flag. Yeah, that was a big red flag. And then like everybody else listens to that and they're like, oh, that's so romantic. And you're like. Fucking no. No, it's not. Well, then she says her idea. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't know if it's in that scene, but she says, like, her idea of the most romantic thing. And, like, it's, oh, actually romantic stuff. Well, yeah, because what, like, candles and sand or whatever, like, on a beach dinner. I don't know. Yeah, like, you don't have to spend a ton of money. Like, you know, one nice dinner some flowers, candles, a walk on the beach. Like, this is normal romantic bullshit that we eat up. And he's like, cabin in the woods all alone with a case of water. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So. (laughs) My dream man. I know, right? God, no wonder. Be still my heart. (laughs) I want to die. After this. Uh, Amber is talking with her co-workers and Trish, this is the part where Trish is like he must be gay because he owns an antique shop or he has a disease or he's got a tiny problem micropenis all of the above they were gonna get 
<laughs> well, like basically they said, yeah, he probably has a micro penis. <laughs> That's why the movie's rated PG-13. Oh. Right there. Micro penis right there. <laughs> micro penis. <laughs> and uh. then... God, could you imagine, like, not ever having sex and then, like, you, like, fall in love with somebody only to go on to your honeymoon, never doing anything before, and the guy's got a micro penis? That's, like, an actual horror movie. And that's when you put on a strap on and it's like, all right, turn around. (laughs) (laughs) This is my show now. (laughs) Pegging is romantic. It is, yeah. That poor guy, though. (laughs) (laughs) This is also where creepy guy George has that conversation with Clay. And he's like, we grew up together. She asked me to Sadie Hawkins Day Dance. I don't want to hurt her feelings. So I say I'll go one night. She kisses me. I kiss her back. All these years later and she still can't do it right. He's fucking making fun of the fact that his wife is a bad kisser. Wait. I mean, he does establish in that scene that he was never he in love with his her. wife and is not goes, in love with her. He's like, I don't want to make her feel cheap, so about a month passes, and then I'm about to dump her. But my mom gets diagnosed with tuberculosis. No, her mom I mean, gets diagnosed with oh, tuberculosis. Her mom gets diagnosed with tuberculosis. I mean, she calls me crying, freaking out. She just doesn't. It just doesn't seem fair to break up with her then. Then there's her birthday, Valentine's, senior graduation, or senior prom, graduation. Then I'm 19, getting inducted into the army. You want a love seat? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Like, that's literally his conversation. That is word for word what he said. Like, she's not making that up. That is direct quotation from the movie. Yeah, that's because she's reading it. (laughs) Yeah. I did. I had to write it down because I was just flabbergasted. And he never establishes that he loves his wife. It sounds like he's a miserable old fuck that just doesn't want to leave his wife because he's too lazy. I felt bad for his wife. Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> she deserves better. Holy yeah, shit. I, I mean, <laughs> isn't no that, woman deserves that. Isn't that like all straight relationships, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The old ball and chain. She trapped me. Hashtag not all straights. <laughs> uh, so after this, Clay is sitting in a dark room of the shop directly underneath Amber's apartment and listening to her moving around her room he's a fucking stalker yeah like I said this is a horror movie this is a horror movie <laughs> like honestly if anybody's listening and like you know goes through this movie don't like, first of all don't do that don't do it to yourself it's a bad movie it's don't a bad do that. movie but if you're like it's curious not, not and like you want to like edit it to make it a horror movie please do that would be amazing would be, it won't take much <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so she fucking breaks our garbage disposal on purpose <sighs> I don't understand what she, what her mindset is. There is nothing about him that screams 
sexy or attractive like, or intriguing. He's boring. He is even self-aware of the fact that he is boring. Like, literally <laughs> the only thing about him that's even the slightest bit intriguing is his theory and, like, oh, maybe I can, like, teach him how fucking stupid his theory <laughs> is. And that's the only possible explanation for why she does what she does. Is because she wants to teach this random dude that she met that he's an idiot. Isn't that what yeah. feminism is all about? It is! <laughs> <laughs> We've cracked it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is feminism for you in a, in a nutshell. Teaching, teaching men. Teaching that straight they're, men. <laughs> teaching nice guys that they're idiots. Yeah. That they're <laughs> nice guys nice with guys, theories. Theories. Oh my god, it sounds like something from Reddit. Ugh. <laughs> you know this man lives R in a Reddit slash nice guys with theories. That <laughs> <themselves>. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, he's not an incel because he's not... In, um... He's not involuntarily celibate. Yeah. At the same time, he is spouting a lot of that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has the whole mindset of the incels, but he, it's completely voluntary. Yeah. He apparently can get any girl he wants somehow. He just chooses not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which we'll get into because there's a couple of fucking things he says that I'm like, holy fuck, dude, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, like, they're talking again and she kind of, like, slips in the screen door. So she's, like, in the room with him. She's like, Which in- means that they are about to have sex. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hate to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> this whole movie was a disappointment. It was. I just wanted a sex scene. <laughs> it's I like just, Fifty Shades I, of Grey. I, I was like, God, they're going to finally fucking passionately kiss at the end of the movie. But they don't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're not there yet. I don't care. I don't care. This movie is an entire disappointment. Well, like just like my night. love life. He like in, in one of the first scenes of the movie when he's like talking about his theory and she asks him like wouldn't you even kiss somebody and he's like only on the cheek. <sighs> and that's the kiss at the end of the movie. It's a kiss on the cheek. Um, so they're talking and she's like, so what made you decide to have this theory? He's like, oh, well, I found Jesus and I read the Bible and, you know, like, oh, no, Jesus found I him. realized, you know, I was, I was a horrible person, but yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so she starts sabotaging her shit on purpose so they can have these weird dates because he doesn't date. And so like every time he comes up there, they talk for about an hour. <laughs> Well, he's and, trying to fix shit. Yeah, like, and then there's so much fucking exposition during this and the weird camera stuff and how the narration is different from the fucking talking. It's it's all bad. <laughs> it is all then, terrible. <laughs> and then they're having, he's up there again fixing something and they get into a conversation about her past. And she says, my last boyfriend didn't want me to wear nail polish, and I did, 
and that's why she has a broken fucking hand. And he responds with, well, she said that sounds like something you would do, say, you know, I couldn't wear a certain color, you know, uh, wear nail polish. And he said, it depends on the color. He made a fucking joke about something that got her hand broken by her ex-boyfriend and thought it was Isn't domestic abuse hilarious? (laughs) Ha ha, Christian movie. (laughs) Well, the bitch should have listened. Oh, oh my God. Like, when he made that joke, I was like, is he fucking serious? Like, not the time nor the place ever. What? (laughs) And then she says, she she makes a comment about like, oh, like first fight I ever got in and I lost. And he's like, no, he lost. Really? Because she's the one with the fucking broken hand. No, because he lost her. Oh, like wow. I, I was just like, I want to die. Like, gag me with a spoon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> I actually wish I was dead right now. <laughs> and then there's more exposition shots, and I and I was like, we get it. It's fall. <laughs> oh no! You are you gonna more. open the door? What about the f- about fall? Fucking fall. Oh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie has many things to say, but we'll wait. He's trying to save it. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Um, so he decides. Okay, well, we'll go on a date. What's his idea of a date? Premarital counseling. It wasn't even okay. It wasn't even like he said. Oh, okay, I'll go on a date. She breaks her fucking door. So that there can't be a door between them while they talk. And he gets there and he gives her this look like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she's like, well, when are you going to ask me out? And she's like, uh, he's like, okay, I guess we can go on a date, but we have to do it my way. And then, yeah, he takes her to premarital counseling. And even the pastor thinks this is bullshit. That pastor is me. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, after he's like, oh, we're not engaged. And the pastor's face is like, what the The pastor's like, oh, how long have you two been dating? Oh, we met less than a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he is horrified, as everybody who watches this fucking movie should be, too. It got an 85 user score on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, you know what? Obviously, there was a certain demographic that was watching this movie, okay? The only reason why we watched this movie is because we wanted to make fun of it. See, I thought we watched this movie because it rated well, and it grossed, and it performed well. It got awards, Ashleen. It did get awards. This movie got awards. A blockbuster. (laughs) This is a blockbuster for its genre, okay? We're making fun of a blockbuster because it's a bad movie that nobody seemed to understand was a bad film. (laughs) Except the people who have had crisis of faith. Fuck, this movie gave me a crisis of faith, like, in Christianity, (laughs) just in general. No, okay, so after the the premarital counseling book, they're asking all of these dumb questions. One of the things he does is take her to David's house because David and his girlfriend Lisa, or a fiancé at this point, Lisa, have a daughter. And she fucking feeds the child, who, by the way, is too fucking big for a damn high chair. 
She's yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. And, like, why is she the one that's got to feed the kid? What kind of fucking date is this that you're watching your woman fucking feed a child and that's, like, a precursor for a relationship? Well, I mean, if she's... And it's not like he was fucking doing anything either. No, because he's the man and men don't have to do that sort of thing. Wait, men... Oh, yeah, that makes sense because men uh, don't have to actually be parents because that's the women's work. It's true. Yeah. Look it up. That is what we get out of this movie. I feel like that's actually a thing in, like, Christianity that they believe, though, is, like... Yeah. The the men do all the work and the women do all the real work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, that's a, that just is something from, like, the 1950s in general. You know, the woman stays at home even though all through the 40s she was working in the factory and then she's fucking on drugs uh, in the 1950s while she's, you know, Well, I mean, that even goes house. back to, like, like 1910 and, like, the well, 1800s yeah. and whatever. Like, Yeah, like, men were doomed the, the minute that women had to, you know, rely on themselves to get money. As soon as women started wearing pants, that's when it started. Yep. And and you know what? They fucking got arrested for wearing pants several times. Yeah. Yep. I mean I mean, we they shouldn't have given us the right to vote. Obviously that's where it went wrong. Oh well they're trying to I was knock about, it back about now to make a really United bad States. joke, but I can't. So. Do it. That's what it Well, I think the real problem is when they give black people the ability to vote. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> That's what started this whole movement, and then the women thought that they were equals too. Oh, how dare they! Oh my god! I just want to make I it clear to everybody listening to this podcast this that these are not the actual thoughts of me. I'm making jokes this right is the now. Thoughts of Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, exactly. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Supreme Court justice, piece of shit. Fuck that oh. guy. Yeah. Oh my god. So <laughs> who would? <laughs> no, he looks like a possum. Not even his wife, if you've seen that video of them after the ceremony. Like oh, she looks terrified of him. That's yeah. Probably because but... he wouldn't have sex with her before they got married, just like in this movie. Oh god. And then he she probably, found out he, he had a micro penis. <laughs> this movie is At literally least... Brett Kavanaugh's story, isn't it? You know what? At least Clay was honest about the fact that he fucked women before he got married. That's true. He was very <laughs> honest about that. Like, yeah. give him props where props are due. That's the only good thing he did this whole movie. And even then, he was shitty about his delivery. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. was. <laughs> but after this date... Uh, Amber is explaining it to Carol and Trish, and Tr- and I think Carol was the one that was like, "Are you really this desperate?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, and what was that one up. part? Was this the part where they were like, "What do you even see in him?" And uh, she's like, "Well, he's reliable." I think okay. Oh, the scariest thing about this whole relationship is like, she her hand is still broken. Which means that she only just got out of that relationship with the abuser. So she's left town and immediately fallen in love with the first guy that she laid eyes on. Who is problematic as fuck. Yeah, Yeah. like he's very similar probably to this other guy that she dated. And, like, obviously, you know, gets into her backstory like a little later on. But, like, she has a history of, like, bad relationships. 
And normally women who are abused end up getting with other abusers. Yeah. So it's like not too far out there to think, you know, like it's something she's comfortable with because those are the only kind of relationships she's ever known. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, she got married. It's revealed, you know, she got married at like 19 and was married for two years. It's like, and he was a horrible person to her too. Like, emotionally abusive or whatever it's not dumped into very well yeah (laughs) he's reliable he's handy you know like Like, he can do things which means he's a good person like no he treats you like garbage you don't seem to see that like I mean, I get the whole handy thing because I'm lazy and I don't like to actually do stuff yeah but you can also just hire somebody yeah there's that like, he's but handy because like, he's your landlord. He, like, has to be. Oh, yeah, That's exactly. his job. Yeah. But, you are literally paying him to do that, by the way. <laughs> but what I was trying to say is, uh, like, even though, like, the idea of having a guy that is handy is, like, it's it's nice. It's, it's a nice idea. But if he's going to treat me like shit, then I don't give a fuck if he can fix my sink or the car or whatever. Like, get the fuck out. I'll hire somebody. I don't need this shit in my life. Or you could learn to do it yourself. Uh, that's too hard. Ugh. I'm a girl. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> Hashtag feminism. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Equality for all, except I don't want to do anything. I, I mean, this is on brand because I actually am pretty lazy. So. Oh, I know. <laughs> you bitch. I live with you. <laughs> Listen, just because I don't like washing dishes doesn't mean I don't see how lazy you are. <laughs> so, um... Carol ends up giving her like this girl, Girls Gone Wild knockoff DVD, and Amber's like, oh, well, it's okay. He's not that person anymore, and she like brushes it off, but she keeps the DVD for some reason. Can, can um, I say one thing, though, uh, about this whole, like, uh, about this? Um, Trish is the best character in this movie, because Trish is me, <laughs> where she's just like, oh, I wish I was in that movie, and it's like, oh, Trish, you're so cute. <laughs> in a weird way. Trish hey, is like... 100 bucks is 100 bucks. All you gotta do is lift your shirt up. Fuck, I'd do it. <laughs> I'm so confused about Trish, because I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian, but she da- she dates that Tarzan dude. Maybe she's bisexual. No, she... The, the bisexual she people don't exist. Just... <laughs> True. <laughs> Sorry, Gracie, go on. So, the next thing we know is, like, they're going to go, Clay and Amber are going to go to the hardware store. And I was like, are they going to get zip ties? Maybe some rope? Oh. Because this is the Christian alternative to Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) So, I was like. There's that whole I mean, shades of gray about how he's like, can I get some tape and some rope? To be honest, um, Clay is probably totally into that sort of oh, thing. Uh, oh, he, he's just hell yeah, but he's repressing it because, like, we all know he's a secret serial killer. <laughs> he buys a fucking axe and to show off his manliness, he chops wood. I how mean. Impressive. <laughs> that was probably the best scene in the whole film when he chopped that wood. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like a nice, strong lumberjack? I love a man who can build me a house. 
Mm. <laughs> Build me fire. <laughs> he does that in like one of the first scenes. He fixes her oven and he's like, look, I made fire. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, crazy. You're fine. Oh, God. Um, so, anyway, uh, she talks about how um, they end up talking about his friend, the shock jock Brad. And, you know, they get into this conversation about how Brad is, like, such a terrible person. Why are you friends with him? And he fucking goes, he's a victim. He's the kind of guy that gets away with everything because people let him. Is that his fault? He's a product of the system. By the way... The character that said that line was also the man who wrote and directed and produced this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that is, like, fucking really, really wrong. It's like they described privilege, but took it in the wrong direction. <laughs> like, It's like they're self-aware, but not enough. <laughs> They, they they were aware of the concept of privilege. They just didn't know what it meant, and they thought that privilege is a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> is it his fault that he's a horrible person? No. <laughs> no, because he's a product of the system of the patriarchy. <laughs> but they have no reason to fix the patriarchy because it works in their favor. <laughs> Hashtag meninism. I need meninism because. <laughs> Do you want to finish that sentence? What? No, that's just the thing. Like that, people I know. were doing that on Twitter for a while. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was teasing you. Okay, that's like the point of this. The, listen, I am not a meninist. Oh my god, kill me! <laughs> if anybody ever actually thinks that about me, I would die. Yeah, you're like the opposite. Because you're gay. <laughs> no, I'm the opposite because I'm a feminist, not because I'm gay. <laughs> Fuck you, um, bitch. <laughs> so, we get more fucking exposition shots. And it's not new exposition shots. I saw that this is our city sign ten times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Ohio for you, right? <laughs> They only had so much footage, and they needed to make a two-hour film. Yeah, they could have cut this movie down to, like, a fucking hour with yeah, all those Honestly, sh- without all of these dumb establishing shots, it could have been an hour-long film. And That's maybe would have actually been a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, they're on it. They're talking, and they're walking down the fucking street after another date, quote-unquote, where they've asked more fucking questions and like he hands her his jacket and everything and then he calls her my lady and i was like oh he's a my lady <laughs> Tips my fedora. Uh, gets... oh god um and then there's like that part where they're talking about uh sleepless in seattle i forget how oh. it came up but it did and then he like complains about how Bill 
<laughs> Go ahead, Ashleen. Oh my! I'm just angry. I Can you let it. me finish? Yes, please. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So apparently, he says that Bill Pullman's character was a nice guy and was entitled to Meg Ryan and her love instead of being abandoned by the heartless bitch who ran off to meet a stranger and his kid. The boring guy in the movie always gets dumped. It's not right. It must be stopped. <laughs> Is he an incel? And then he asks uh, Amber if she thinks he's boring. And she says, yes, but that's not a bad thing. Like, literally, he he goes off on this tirade about how, like, the boring guy always gets dumped. Do you think I'm boring? And she's like, "Yeah, you're fucking boring." <laughs> but the, but then it's like like he made her feel guilty, so now she has to say that she won't dump him. <laughs> like literally the story that the old dude tells is exactly the same thing that's happening to Amber. Except she just feels George. bad for him. She has to keep dating him. He's emotionally like he's emotionally <laughs> abusing her to make her date him longer. Exactly. And then, okay, this part of the movie fucking gets me. That's not the worst problematic shit that he does. She looks in his jacket pocket and he's got a fucking checklist, okay? Uh, the microscope and the CD he gave her of the Spanish where she could learn Spanish. And then on the checklist, it says that respect her emotions as well as her body. If you have to write down that you need to respect someone's emotions and body, you have a problem yes, that you can't indeed. remember to do that. <laughs> And then she asks the question, how is it possible that you're not already married? Like, yeah. Like, he actually thought that that was a good line to write. Yeah. He, he Somebody, a group of people were sitting down, read this script, and thought, yes, this is fine. <laughs> this was a good idea. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, um... And then she pretty much says, like, he says the same thing, and it's just like, is this supposed to be a cute moment? Is this supposed to be, like, romance? Because it's not. Like I said, my vagina is permanently (laughs) shut and locked up. I am putting on a chastity belt at this point. And just to let you guys know, we are only halfway through the movie. Yes! Yeah. This is the part this where This was I... the moment where Ashleen got home. It was 52 minutes into the film. <laughs> yeah. The 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 movie is an hour 53. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. There was another hour after this. Oh god. Yeah. Like so up until day. this point, I would I would even venture to say up until this point, the movie had been bearable so far. It was boring. <laughs> it was really slow, but it had some semblance of a plot. It sort of made sense. I understood the characters, sort of. And then this shit happens. It just gets worse, they fellas and ladies and like, everybody else. Feel it. There was the joke. There was a joke uh, in that Hugo and Jake video where they did this movie. They thought that IMDb said it was an hour and 15 minutes long because it's 115 minutes long, right? And he's like, you feel that extra 45 minutes. Yeah. It's not a lie. Um, (laughs) The last half of this movie is bad. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the next date is when they're in the library and he invites her to dinner 
They're doing like quotes and shit in the library. It's dumb. It um, was kind of cute, honestly. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, it was dumb, but it was a little bit cute. Okay, so he invites her to dinner at his place, uh, but obviously. Oh, I wanted to say the worst part about that scene was he he said like he had the book in front of him. They're reading quotes to each other, and then he says, "Will you come to my place for dinner?" I was like so expecting her to like not even register that he was asking her that, and just be like, "Oh, who who was that quote from?" Like, <laughs> what a missed opportunity for an actual that joke. Was, that would have been a great joke. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Ashley. For his next movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck. That's for the sequel. Yep. Oh god, if there's a fucking sequel, shoot me right the now. The sequel is she dies. Yeah, she got murdered <laughs> under under very suspicious circumstances. Oh, and now he's single and he has to find love again. But there's Aww. mysterious circumstances over his past. Ooh, I'd, I'd watch, watch it. it. Me too. <laughs> Please let that one be a horror film. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, so he, he invites her to his place for dinner. And, of course, his aunt's there to be the chaperone because they can't be alone. Because he's going to fuck her. Yeah, because he can't <laughs> control his dick. It's true. It's very sad. Uh, and then after dinner, you know, they find the Bible with his ex-girlfriend's picture in it. And this is where he explains that the reason he and his ex-girlfriend were no longer together is because she did not want to have sex with him. She was not ready for it. And so he fucked around on her with her friend. And then they broke up and she rebounded with a guy and had sex with that dude, got pregnant and got married. So a guy that has unhealthy expectations in a relationship has a history of unhealthy relationships where he is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's also the fact that, like, he still has this Bible and his last girlfriend's picture from nine years ago. So he hasn't dated, Aww. he hasn't seen anybody since then. And he's obviously still hung up on her. Well, he reads the Bible every day and her picture is right there. So That's every time that he shit. opens that Bible and every time he thinks about how pious he's being, he is also thinking about his ex. That's some creepy ass shit. Mm -hmm. that, that is some next level stalker. Like, she's going to end up in the ditch dead first. Okay? Yeah. Do you think he ever <laughs> masturbated to that picture? Oh, Every yeah, single <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is a horror movie. Listen, I've been that guy before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living in a horror movie. I don't masturbate to pictures of you. <laughs> You're not my this type. You can't grow a beard. <laughs> so one of the th one of the things he says is like when I read it for myself, I couldn't make fun of it anymore. Really? Really? Like if you read the Bible verbatim, there is plenty of shit to make fun of. There is, yeah. <laughs> I mean Gideon was a fucking nuts dude. Like you read the story of Gideon, and you're like, holy shit, this dude was, like, psychotic. Like, he was killing people for no reason. <laughs> dude, there's, like, a whole comic strip based off of making fun of the Bible, and I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so then... But he doesn't go to church. 
Oh yeah. Okay. So his aunt is like pretending to be asleep in the in the background while he's talking about all this shit. So like his aunt is listening in, which makes this even weirder. So. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, he doesn't go to church, so he's super religious, but he doesn't go because he's judgy. And his aunt basically calls him out on that. She's like, oh, yeah, because all those people aren't perfect enough for you. Yeah. Yeah. His aunt is telling some tea. (laughs) She's spilling it. She's like, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) She is the voice of reason in this whole entire movie. But then they go the wrong direction. (laughs) Again. Like, the whole time that all of this conversation is happening, all I can think in my head is, like, they're going to break up, right? This is the breakup scene. They're going to stop dating, and it's going to be the end of the movie. That's no. how it should end, right? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If I dated a guy, and he had a picture of his ex-girlfriend from nine years ago stuck in a book that he read every night. Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking run, bitch, run. Yet out yeah <laughs> so. i wouldn't be surprised if there were mysterious circumstances surrounding her disappearance okay <laughs> um okay so she wouldn't have sex they with go me to church. i had to get because rid she's of her like, well why don't you take me to church so he takes her to church and children cannot sing oh my god i mean anybody yeah. who's ever been to church knows that though that's not news <laughs> That blonde lady sitting in the pew behind them listening to those kids had a look of, oh my god, kill me on her face. <laughs> That's How many the- times do you think they had to film that scene? Yeah, because like... She because- was tortured. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like filming a particular scene can take all day. They Especially probably- if kids are involved. Yeah. Especially so th- if 12 kids are involved. This is probably uh like the tw- like at least the 15th time this has happened so she is just like her emotions are on her face and she's like what the f- get me the fuck out of here oh you're going to be in a movie they said it would be fun like oh all you have to do is just sit in the background and smile oh boy did she not know <laughs> <laughs> and then they hold hands which is like third base at oh, this point <laughs> so hot Like, I I literally paused the movie and turned to Ashley, and I was like, there is a time and a place, and church is not the place. Well, because he put his hand on her thigh or something, right? She, I think she put her hand on his thigh, and then he, like, grabbed her hand or something. I don't know. Or, Or he did that to her, and she, like, grabbed his hand, and it was, like, supposed to be cute and romantic, but it's like... This is church. <laughs> like, you, first of all, you've way. never been on a date before. Neither of you have, like, expressed that you even have any any romantic feelings for each other, and you're just holding hands in church. That's weird. <laughs> God is looking at this and does not approve. <laughs> See, so as somebody who's barely gone to church... Like, I don't know that. Well, people do that all the time in church, but that's usually people who have been dating for like three years or people who are married. Yeah. You don't do that for your first date. I took one of my ex-boyfriends to church and we held hands, but like we had established that we were dating. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like it, it has to be something that is established. Like we are here because we like each other and we like God. Not like I'm coming to church with you let's hold hands yay (laughs) 
Trish, there's also a scene after this where Trish is like, you can do so much better. And I am with her. Trish <laughs> is a voice of reason in this film and nobody listens to her. Yeah, I listen to her. Well, yeah, we are all listening to Trish, but nobody else listens to Trish because Trish is a whore and you don't listen to filthy whores. Well, she lives in sin. Well, yeah, (laughs) with that Tarzan boy. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, yes. So this is another red flag moment for me, like as far as like the, the movie. Okay, the reason I keep calling David a token black friend, they do not make a note of his ethnicity until this scene with the like the bachelor party. Yeah. And like they bring in that complaint ploy, you know, for the stripper. Like, oh, we got a noise complaint. And then you walk in and she's a stripper, you know. It's a routine that is done often. So Brad who is the shock jock dude, points to David and goes, oh, you want to file a complaint? File it with that charming, intelligent black man oh. over there. And it's because he's the only go- like black guy in the room. Everybody else is super fucking you, white. You could have just said the black guy. That would have been okay. Calling attention to his intelligence is demeaning. That's that not okay. That was like a fucking like whistle, like a dog whistle. I was like, okay, so the guy that plays Clay and wrote and directed and produced this movie is also racist and trying not to prove he's racist. Well, I think that's why he put a few token uh, characters that were of color. Yeah. For, for the most part, David's character was really like good, like a really well-written character Everything was fine. He could have been played by literally any actor, regardless of skin color, yeah. until that scene, like that specific until they moment. Out he was black. <laughs> yeah. I I wonder. Do you think that line was actually written in the script, or do you think that was improvised? I believe it was totally written in the script. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not going to give him any leeway. This 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 script is full of red cl- flags that he obviously believes are truths. So it's true. <laughs> okay. So yeah, this is the scene that just was like mm, fucking no. Um, but yeah, so like Clay is obviously visually upset because oh no, I'm at a bachelor party and there's a stripper. <gasps> As if I never knew. And he's like, David, <laughs> don't do this. Don't think of your wife and child or think of your girlfriend and child. How would they feel about a stripper and a lap dance? And, and then like, Brad, the voice of reason for some reason yeah. is like, um, this is a bachelor party. They're not here. Nothing we do is hurting them. What is your issue? And then and then he's like, open the door. Open the door. And he's like, listen, if you don't want to be here, you can leave. And yeah, like that's basically it. But fucking Clay got into David's head, like the piece <laughs> of shit that he is. Uh, uh, yeah. And David's like, oh, man, never mind. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't do it. And then he goes out there to talk with Clay, and he's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like I wasn't thinking. And Clay's like, it's all right, brother. And then, and then Brad comes out, and he's like, you owe me two hundred fucking bucks. You know, you have no right to be a holier-than-thou piece of shit. Once yeah. again, <laughs> voice of reason, and, and somehow. Then, and then Clay's like, well, I was taught to respect women. And it's like, 
Listen. Why would you fucking respect a woman to let her do her fucking job? Yeah, exactly. like she has a family at home. She has like two kids and a husband, and this is her job to make some extra cash. You don't know. Maybe she's a lawyer. I don't fucking like. You don't know her life. Okay, she's just trying to make some extra money so she can take her kids to Disney World. I mean, you don't even know that, but sure, go off, I guess. <laughs> I'm making up a story for her, okay? I don't actually know because her character, like, legit has nothing besides you think you're better than me and then she, like, goes off. But, like, we she's don't... She's 100% right. It she is does. 100% right. Exactly. Like, first of all, you're not better than her, but you think that you are. Well, that's the thing. People... Like, in this movie, uh, they don't respect sex workers. And they, they don't. They do not respect sex workers. Not at all. It's, it's, it's brutal in this movie. Um, and, like, the way Clay acts about the stripper is just, like, he doesn't respect her at all. And, like, the stripper is right like she's the one who is right in this conversation but everybody who liked this movie is like she's just a stripper <laughs> like yeah well the pimp too well yeah the well is that the I name don't know for if it I was a pimp or I think he manager. was just a bodyguard like just in case cuz which makes a lot of sense cuz it's a room full of guys that's true and yeah. one stripper like imagine if he wasn't there you what know, that makes of... a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I agree with the bodyguard thing. Yeah. And like, and I he's... also agree with that, Brad, you, or uh, with the bodyguard. How, guess how much tips you, you know, make her, you made her fucking lose money. Like, yeah. Fuck you, Clay. <laughs> well, and then Clay's reaction to this, he like gets angry. And, like, and starts instigating a fight with the bodyguard dude. Who is much bigger than him. <laughs> like, the bodyguard could lift Clay up and throw him. Like, Clay has no sense of, like, self-preservation or understanding of anybody else in the situation. Yeah, and then the stripper saves his ass. Yeah. He's a very narcissistic person. Yeah. Yeah, it um, is. So after this little thing, he goes and plays angry basketball. And my response to that, what is this, One Tree Hill? Like, the only time I see anybody angry playing basketball is Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. And they basically... Have you watched High School Musical? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's some angry basketball. And, like, okay, to be fair, um, him and Zac Afron from that movie have the exact same haircut. <laughs> yeah, except Zac Afron is actually... Oh, actually, no, he is a, also a really terrible male character. Huh. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. the movie High School Musical was made in, what, 2007? 2006? Yeah. 2006, I think, yeah. Okay, yeah, and his haircut, is that? It's, like, appropriate for the era. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah, that's what He's was... He's also a high schooler. Exactly. No, Clay is a full-grown fucking man with that haircut in 2013, 2014. Like... Actually, when even I was Justin first... Bieber had cut his hair by then. <laughs> when I was first watching, like at the beginning of the movie, I thought that he was supposed to be playing like a twenty-three-year-old. Okay. I was like, "This is a full-grown man who's playing like a twenty-three-year-old." And then he's like, "Oh, it's been nine years since my last girlfriend." I was like, "Oh, he's like in his thirties." Okay, like he has the exact same haircut as uh, the early um, Jim Help uh, Helper or whatever in uh, in the Office. 
Does anybody watch The Office? I don't watch that. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was a fucking amazing show. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. I'm sure like half of the audience knows exactly what you're talking about. You have no room to talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Bible and then get back to us, okay? Fair. <laughs> the shit's never happening. So, okay, after this angry basketball scene, apparently, I guess it's kind of over, and then the next morning he's waiting to pick her up, and he, like, looks really pissed off still. Yeah. And then you get them going out into the country. There's more fucking fall shots and edits that don't make sense and then she tells him to get out the car and then they dance for some stupid reason to this horrible pop song and all I'm thinking is I thought he said that he couldn't be alone with her because they are not in a public place really they are not they are very much alone that's why <laughs> well, this is Well, made the point too while we were watching it like he can't be alone in a room with a girl, but he's—they're totally fine being in a car together alone. Like yeah. that is a private place that, like, you could go anywhere in a car. There is no personal space in a car. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's also the case that they're out in the country in the middle of nowhere, you- and like. Is whose farm is this, by the way? Like, is this some <laughs> random people's farm? Is it yes. his farm? Like, did they no. just, yeah, do they know sure. these people? No, because they got lost, remember? <laughs> but yeah, you just don't, I, you know what? I feel like it's a little bit wrong to go on random people's property. Like, I was expecting a fucking farmer to come out with a shotgun and like, what the <laughs> fuck are you guys doing? Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you bit little fucking shits. Go have sex somewhere else. <laughs> well, this is also where, like, they're having a good date. Yep. It's a decent one. And then he pulls out that fucking book and asks her, you know, yeah. how many sexual partners she's had. And then she's like, oh, my God, we were having a normal date. And then you pulled this shit out. And she, then they get talking, and she's like, well, what do you think a normal date is? And he's like, a normal date's like where two strangers hop into bed, and then after they, you know, do some shit. Like They, they get to know or, each other, and that's how a date works. And it's like, no, nobody... He doesn't even allude to them getting to know each other. He says they hop into bed together, and then they never learn anything about each other. That is called a one-night stand. That is called a one-night stand, sir. If that's what you think a date is, that suddenly explains literally everything about this movie. Yeah. It's either that or you paid for a prostitute. (laughs) 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 The only way where two strangers hop into bed. You got two options. One night stand or you paid for it. Yup. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, and then no. she's yeah, and then she's like, um, that's not how dating works. And she's like, fine. I've been with five guys, maybe had some heavy petting with four. Uh, like, good whatever. You do you, girl. Have some fun. Like, you're young. It's not Five guys pe- over the course of ten years? That's kind of very reasonable, considering how many boyfriends she said she had. Yeah. Like, at the beginning of the movie, she said she's had pretty much a boyfriend every couple years. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 
That's where the heavy petting with the other four come in. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're ex boyfriends. Whore! You whore! She's a whore. Um, but he makes her feel so fucking cheap. Yeah. You know, after she says this to him, and then after they have like a row about it, he goes, Well, I can't remember how many girls I've been with. Yeah, but, and it's like... But it doesn't matter when he says it. She doesn't hold that against him. He is holding the fact that she has been with five dudes against her. Yeah, Red it's flag. well, he's holding it against her. And then when he says how many he's been with, it's like a sad thing. Like, I've been Aww. with so many, I can't even remember it. And it sucks because I don't want to be that person anymore. Yeah, but like, it's like you've fucking... been with five people, shame on you. Well, it's because she's a woman, and women aren't allowed to have sex before marriage, obviously. Because women are because supposed to be able to control works, themselves. You know, like, yeah. if you have sex with a whole bunch of different guys, your vagina wears out. But if you have I mean, sex that's with true. one guy over the same course of time, it stays tight. That's how that works. Yeah, and it's like, mm, vaginas don't work that way, okay? <laughs> like, obviously, you've never touched one because you don't know anything about them. But like, yeah, it's the way they act like him, like, oh, I've I've slept with so many girls I don't even remember anymore. And it's like that. uh, Have you gotten yourself tested, Clay? Like, maybe you have an STI and it's like Trish was fucking right. He's got a disease. (laughs) (laughs) I got a strange disease. (laughs) She doesn't know that. That's a Canadian song. Oh, I'm sorry. You poor thing. It's okay. You need to introduce your friend to Prozac. I love Prozac. It's a good thing. She has no fucking clue. (laughs) I'm sorry. She's just like, what? So they don't even have a fight, and she bears her soul to him. She's like, I want normal dates. I want you to call me beautiful. I want you to take me out and give me flowers and, you know, like... Do things that normal dates. Yeah, normal you, dates you know is. the the normal things you do when you're in love with somebody and you want to treat them right and you want to do nice you things make for them. Them feel good. Yeah, like I don't know. That's like a proper. Me to, he says you want me to lie to you. Oh, and the fucking look on her face. I felt the exact same way because I was like. Bitch, if you fucking love somebody, it's not a fucking lie. Like, there yeah. are people who have been, like, yeah, we hear these stories of, like, people getting divorced or whatever. But then there's also couples who have been together for, you know, 50, uh, 25, like, whatever amount of years that are still doing really nice, cute things for each other because they're, what? In fucking love. Yeah. <sighs> but Clay's the worst. They apparently... This whole exchange leaves them very cold. Um, like, f- fuck her, fuck it. Everything shut down for her, cause, ew. There's like a montage after it though, and it's really, really weird how it's made. Yeah, yeah. Cause and it's she got goes like. Home and she's watching that video that he helped produce. And she's well, no, this was before. This was before that, right? There, there's like she goes home and is sad. And then she talks with somebody, but at the same time, there's shots of him being angry and, like, in his house and, like, destroying the couch. And, like, all of this is set next to each other. Like, it's he's not in really his house. Sad thi- or he's he, in the shop. He's in... The, he is 
uh, <laughs> like in the shop below her, destroying that couch. Like, the couch angry. that like his friend brought for him to like rebuild or whatever. Yeah. He's like tearing up this couch and she's like in the house like crying or whatever. And then she watches the movie that he produced and then she starts crying because he had sex or something. Okay, yeah. This, and the- is, your, this, this is his, Lisa, you're tearing me apart scene. Yeah. Pretty much. And like she's watching this movie, which is, it's not like it's a porno movie. It's fucking Girls Gone Wild. Like, but then you it's see... It's Girls like, Gone Wild without any tits. Yeah. And, like, just sad girls that look like they have daddy issues. It's, it's Girls Gone Wild, but why would you ever watch it? Please don't buy this movie. <laughs> Man, if you were watching this movie, there's also, something seriously wrong also, with you. Who buys porn on DVD? Also, who watches porn and cries? <laughs> That's just called my Who cries while watching porn. That's just called my Wednesday night. Oh, me too though. <laughs> yeah. The thing is is like you really don't have any understanding of why they are both so upset and angry with each other. There's no continuity. Yeah, it it, it like it jumps back and forth cuz in the middle of this too, you get to see them driving home. Oh, yeah. So there is that, like, we're driving home and then it flashes back to, like, them, uh, like, talking uh, about, like, the relationship or whatever. And then it, like, goes back to, like, now they're pissed off at each other. Yeah, it, like, cuts between all of the scenes. There's no sense of, like, time flowing forward. You, like, go back to the picnic. You go to them in the car driving silently. You go to him dropping her off. But all of those happen, like, interspersed with, like, her watching the porno and him tearing up this couch. It's, like, none of it makes any fucking sense. Is this the part where, like, you see, uh, like, through his eyes? uh, Oh, no, that comes later. That comes later, yeah. Okay, I'll talk about that then. So George pops up, you know, the guy that gave him the couch. He's like, what the fuck are you doing to the couch? George then- also, reasonable voice of reason, makes a joke and Clay takes it out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Clay's like, you know, they talk. And then George, you know, he Clay asks for George's advice. And he's like, George says, listen, if you love her, life's too short. Go for it. If you don't love her, life's too short. Let it go. I'm like, fucking thank you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, um, George has literally been there. That's him talking from experience. He knows what it's like to get stuck with somebody you don't want to be with. Yeah, like, so this is the part where they're at that seedy club. I guess it's the only bar in town. Um, shot, and shot, 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 shot. Um, everybody. <laughs> Donnie's looking at me with disapproval. Yikes. We're too white for that. Yep. <laughs> Wait, Ashley, <Angeline>, you're white? <laughs> Sorry, I don't see color. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Well, there went half of our Artie Beasley fan base. Sorry, I- I'm the reason everybody stopped listening to this podcast. <laughs> fuck. Um, so. She's there with Trish. She is dead set. She's going to get wasted. She's going to get white girl wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and, um, so, and Brad's hanging around the bar. It says Mark, but it's it's Brad. 
And uh, and Trish finds him because she's like, I'm going to get something for you to make you feel happy. And she uh, she takes him over to, to Amber and um, <laughs> and Amber's like, do you do, am I the most beautiful woman in the world? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, OK, he's like, you're an idiot. No. I'm here for sex. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's, that's basically what they're saying without saying i want to fuck you yeah <laughs> like why the fuck are you asking me this question i just want to fuck well obviously <laughs> she's at, like he doesn't give a fuck because he doesn't respect women um but i don't know like the way she asked it though seemed like she didn't care about the answer either well yeah because <laughs> like she, she was just she like are you gonna tell like, me that i'm the most beautiful girl on enough. the planet and he's like Sure, whatever you want to hear. Like, I just let's want fuck. my dick in you which right is, now. Which is hilarious because, she, like, she asked the guy she actually loved, quote unquote, somehow loved, that same exact question. He wasn't even smart enough to even say sure. Like, yeah. He said, "Do you want me to lie to you?" Like, what the fuck? How is Brad? the chad the actually better person in this situation like objectively he's like fucking smarter apparently he's just like uh like he just wants sex and he's obvious about that from the get-go and somehow everybody thinks that's a bad thing well, ex- like I mean, he's he's very it's straightforward. What he says on the radio that I have a problem with. <laughs> yeah, he was really upset about it afterwards. <laughs> he um, was so pissed, which we'll get into. Um, okay. Also, simultaneously, Clay is trying to call her. He is calling her and calling her and calling her. She's not answering. He leaves the shop. He goes upstairs. He bangs on her door with his fist. He leaves because she's not answering the phone. He like, thank fucking shop. God he didn't find her because, like, he's so fucking pissed off. Like, he's that, like, angry. Like, yeah, he he looks like he's going to go and beat the shit out of her. Like, I was genuinely scared for her. Once again, this movie should be a horror film. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times we have to get that through the heads. The problem is, is the per- the people this movie is targeting are not listening to this podcast. No, no, they looked at the name and maybe, they went the feminist critique. Fuck that. Maybe the director is actually a genius, and he like wrote a horror movie, and then somebody else in the writers' room was like, "That's adorable. It's a love story." <laughs> <laughs> but see at least with that lifetime tv show you they do a better fucking job where they at least let you know the guy is garbage <laughs> yeah well they do that in this movie too yeah like but the target audience doesn't care um, he's a nice he's guy. a good christian so that means i like him <laughs> okay so then um like he goes back to his place and she's like at the hotel with uh with Brad, Brad and the two of them like get into the uh, get into the the elevator and like she looks fucking miserable cuz she like obviously doesn't He looks bored. <laughs> yeah, he looks bored and she looks miserable and it's like 
Oh, this is <laughs> like you weird. can tell this is just for sex and nothing else. Yeah, like they're just gonna. They are I, both desperate for something. It, yeah, they have I mean, miserable, empty that's a lives. mood that I feel and quite maybe often. This one night stand, maybe this one night stand will ease that loneliness. Wait, but they're dying inside. What's a one night stand? That looked like a date to me. <laughs> Isn't that what a date is? Yeah. You ask somebody if they think you're beautiful and then you sleep with them. And then you never get to and know then, them. That's all my first dates. Maybe ask questions yeah. afterwards. Play <laughs> <laughs> was right the whole time. Okay, so then um yeah, so like she's standing in front of the door or whatever, and then um what whatever his uh clay he's like he like smashes that one picture with uh, the ten commandments on it because i guess that's his way of turning away from god i don't it's, fucking know it's supposed to be like i'm angry so i'm gonna break something and it was the first thing he grabbed was the ten commandments he's turning away from god yeah um the like a good film director would have actually used the symbolism of that to mean something they did not. No. They just broke the Ten Commandments and did nothing with it. Nothing fucking happened. Um, okay, so then, um, like, there's the knock Is on the door, and knock? you're thinking, like, oh... She's back to like, you know, talk to him. They're going to like solve it. No, it is his ex-girlfriend who he has not seen in nine years who just suddenly shows up because that's like that's going to fucking happen. And she's like, I, I want you, baby. I she want says, to. I'm sorry. And he says, I'm sorry. And then they go hey, into the room together. Why is she apologizing? What, what does she he was have? the garbage person. Yeah, that he cheated on friend. you. Like, why is she even there? Like, she's apologizing for being celibate, I guess. Like, sorry I didn't have sex with you. Because it's her fault he cheated on her. <laughs> That's what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, so, and, and he then... he lets her fucking in. He lets her in. He would not let Amber into his house alone with him, but he lets his ex-girlfriend come in alone. I don't care if it was for five minutes. Yeah, like you establish this rule at the beginning of the movie and then break it. Yeah, but it's okay because he's a man. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So yeah, and then like they're, I guess they're like it kind of looks like they're sort of cheating, but like not really because nothing happens. (sighs) They hugged. (laughs) Hugs can be very sexy. Uh, The whole time I was thinking they're going to have sex. But then they didn't show anybody like walking to a bedroom together or taking off any clothes. It was just a hug, but it was like a passionate hug. Like that hug, as I was looking at it, it looked like they were having sex. Well, like that hand on his back when he's like, like, that was, that was like, oh. That was very sexually charged hand on back. Like, oh, they're going to fuck. Yeah. And then the next morning, Amber goes to his house and she sees Kelly coming. Presumably out of his to apologize. House. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Like for something. Like you didn't she, do anything I wrong. Know. <laughs> yeah, so she sees Kelly coming out of the house and then um and then she like goes off or whatever, right? And then like we we see that Kelly goes over to the truck and like knocks on the 
the window and uh and, and like he slept in his truck so it's all good he didn't fuck his ex-girlfriend but it looked <laughs> like he like, was oh, going I'm sorry to that I yeah showed up. huh i'm gonna meet you at the wedding <sighs> yeah yeah because token black guy David's getting married. Oh yeah, because because David invited her to the wedding. Yeah. Well, like okay. they knew each other also, in college, probably. Yeah. Also, that was another thing that got me. Amber mentions to him how he had not invited her to go with him to David's wedding after he had created a friendship between them. Like he was the link to that friendship she was creating with David. Yeah. And yeah. they're supposed to dating and he didn't invite her until she said something to him about it yeah <laughs> so we said that at the exact same time <sighs> <sighs> you both did that at the exact same time <laughs> this movie is really bad over that's that's what we have to think about it's almost done <laughs> um yeah so then uh and then what ends up happening right is um she goes over to his house oh well, no first she goes home and she opens her vibe her bible and like in every christian movie you open your bible and there's a verse and it speaks to you it doesn't matter about the context of the verse itself it's a verse that speaks to you in that moment yep <laughs> okay <laughs> and then um who says, does somebody say something to her? No, but she's like torturing her fucking self oh, yeah. him. And I'm like, girl, you need to fucking leave. Well, because she like, has her big jar of money and she's like, yeah. And she has everything like torn down. And it's like, she is ready to go off to the next town. She's ready to leave. And it's like, yeah, girl, fucking go. Go to the next but town. She- find another, like, find a guy. Or you know what? Be single for a little bit, girl. Okay? Live <laughs> your life. at least two guys before you decide that you want to marry one of them. Yeah, exactly. But, like. But then she, then after she does this, like, kind of self-soothing stuff with the bath and everything, she goes to his house. Yeah. To talk. She, like, knocks on the door and shit, and then he doesn't fucking open the door until she says she's sorry. For and what? She... For wanting to have sex. How fucking dare she? She's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did have sex with five different guys, and oh. only one was her husband. Did they have sex, though? I don't think they... Oh, no, they did have sex, but he was more interested in the TV than on her... Porn. Oh, no, not the TV. He was interested in the porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was more interested in the porn that was on TV in the hotel rather than her, who was right in front of him. Also, how long has it been since he's been in a hotel? (laughs) Like... You, you can get Wi-Fi, porn for free online. You can do it without the TV. Like you have to pay for the porn that's on the TV in the hotel room, he or you probably can just get did. the free Wi-Fi. You. That seems like the kind of guy that her her first husband would have been. He paid for <laughs> porn on his honeymoon. Ew. Um. Ew. Like I mean, if you like watching porn is okay, but like, dude. Don't pay for porn. Especially on your honeymoon. Like, yeah. there, there should be a few sacred days where it's all about your partner. Your honeymoon should be, like, prime among those. Yes. Like, exactly. no porn on your honeymoon. <laughs> Please. Unless you're watching but it then, together. Like, you sick fucks well, love even, it. Even then. 
even then. <laughs> porn can be an enriching experience for two people to experience together. But, like, you're on your honeymoon. Don't bring other people into it. Like, Not even the ones on the TV. <laughs> not even the people on the TV. Come on. Everybody's had a threesome on their honeymoon. With porn? <laughs> <laughs> So okay. Clay and her have this conversation and he basically is like angry at her because she almost had sex with Brad, but they don't know that it's Brad that she had almost sex with. Yeah. Um so she leaves again and then there's the wedding. Yeah. And then after I don't know, this is again where the editing is super weird where it's bouncing around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that ends up happening is Clay has a conversation with his Aunt Zella, and she is a queen. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she's Best the character like, in the movie. If you were any more self-absorbed, you would be a dot. Yeah, well, because <laughs> she's the only one who's speaking the truth, and she's like, my fucking nephew is a fucking tool, okay? Like, you don't know how to treat women. Stop being such a cunt. <laughs> I feel like the actress who played that character was just like, I'm going to write my own lines. Yeah. <laughs> and she makes great points. She's like, listen, it is okay for you to make mistakes. You do not have, as a Christian, you do not have the power to judge other people. That's the fucking point. You know, yeah. like, there's no goodness without mercy, and there is no virtue without forgiveness, and you have no mercy and no forgiveness in your fucking soul. It's mm -hmm. such a powerful line. Like, legitimately, she's such a great character, and she says so many things that are, like, counter to what this movie's actual message is. Yeah. yeah. And then he but starts crying. After he has oh this God. conversation with her... He does these grand gestures before Amber leaves. Apparently, they've made up. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, George is there in an old car, and he pulls up, and it's like a pretty woman moment, which I guess is true because Clay thinks she's a whore. <laughs> and, well, Clay keeps calling her pretty woman. Oh, yeah, he... he or pretty girl, I guess. <laughs> Even though she so, is like, not a girl. Like, she's a woman. She's a woman, yeah. Which is why I said pretty woman instead of pretty girl, because I, I can't think of her as a that girl. Also, that also dehumanizes her more, because he's calling her a girl. Like, that fucking yep. language is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, so... So... He, he gets George to come with the car. He lets her go get her nails done, but only with the clear coat. No colors. Yeah. Well, I think that that's supposed to be significant because the clear coat was what her last boyfriend like beat her for. Really? Yeah. She said. She said that. Uh, like he he coat. broke her hand <laughs> and it like it wasn't even a color. It was just a clear coat. Oh. Yeah. So it's like it's significant care. because it's like I'm giving you this manicure and it's a clear coat and like I'm not going to be the person that's going to beat you up. I guess. Like oh, you can have your nails however you want, and like the significance is it's you a clear still coat. my heart. You're not gonna fucking break like, my bones. This is this is honestly this is the only scene of the movie that I think is actually well edited because yeah. every part of this scene like ties back to something that was said earlier in the movie. Yeah, there's the yeah, the clear coat thing. There's done. the dress that she looks at earlier on their first date. 
There is the flowers. flowers. There's the car itself that, uh, what's his name, was talking about how he's going to fix up. Like, all of it gets brought together. There's, like, her ideal romantic date. All of it comes together. It's not, like, actually well done, but it is really well, like, written and, I I guess, like, the the significance of everything is there. Yeah. There's the montage and everything. And then when she gets to the grocery store, which is a weird fucking place for a proposal, but whatever, she gets to the grocery store and she takes off her shoes. And there's a pile of sand, so she can walk barefoot in the sand, and there's candles everywhere. And then she goes down the aisle and sees him in a fucking fedora. Well, because she said that she liked that sort of, like, hat, Yeah, well, right? that that's another, like, one of the significant things, because he has, like, a poster, and she's like, ooh, I like that hat on him. So he gets the same hat and wears it on his fucking proposal. Gross. Um, it's and a you know fedora. Where he proposes her to. Okay, and also there was the fact that they were in the baby food aisle, which was like, oh, because that's like, all she's good for making babies. That's all he can think about with her is how they're gonna have sex and make babies. That's her only value as a woman: breeding. That is yep. how he sees their relationship. That is his whole entire thing of this courtship. It is not to find love. It is not to get married for love. It is to find someone to put a baby in. It's to find a wife. Do. It's to that, find like, a woman. Isn't that like how all romances end anyways? Like, I don't know. Let's just put a baby in her. <laughs> no. <laughs> obviously you've ha- haven't read a romance novel because like that is like seriously a plot Every device romance ever made oh i have to get married because i need to put a baby in her well i guess she'll do Every, <laughs> everyone romance anyways we're almost done with the movie elo- at least those books are more eloquent than this movie yeah <laughs> and so true. um and then and then he proposes to her and she says yes before he even finishes getting to the fucking floor on his knees. And he said, he's like, let me finish, bitch. Like, Jesus. <laughs> he didn't even let me ask. And then you said yes. Like, now he's getting red flags from her. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve each other. <laughs> I don't... And then, at the end, you know, like, he's going in for a kiss. And you're like... Fucking finally. And you know what she does? She turns her head and points to her cheek. Yeah. And then it zooms out, still frames it into a picture. And then the picture is behind the seat that he apparently fixed, that he had ripped to pieces. Well, this is not for sale. And then that's it. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Well, like, that... Um, Sofa has some significance to the movie because... Not a lot, though. Well, like, when he first gets it, it's all beaten up, right? Because that's what she is. She's all beaten up, right? And then there's the part where he's... And then he beats it up. Yeah, and he's, like, all mad, right? Because he's mad at her. And he's, like, you know, destroying it. And then he fixes it because he has fixed her romance in the Christian era. Okay, so I have a theory about okay, this Okay, let's couch. hear this theory. Okay, so my theory is that this like this this picture at the very end of the movie is like 30 years later. And what happened is that still frame is like 
the failed marriage, but he's still friends with her because Clay realized that he's gay and he got together with the guy who gives him the furniture and they they both left their bad marriages and got together with each other and that's why the couch isn't for sale because he got it from him and they built it back together and now it's like actually romantic. I fixed the movie. <laughs> Clay is gay. That's what I wrote on this piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like the entire time donnie uh while watching this he's like yeah if they don't if they are like not together at the end of this film best fucking movie like, ever but actually this- <laughs> if they did not end up together at the end of the movie it would actually be a good movie yeah you because- know what we said the same thing about 50 shades of gray like if you disregard the sequels to that movie and those books it ends perfectly because it ends with her leaving his abusive ass yeah, yeah. like it's that is how you end this kind of movie he's a bad man and i left him period <laughs> end of story also this whole movie takes place in autumn the significance of that is everywhere she should be gone by the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how but films no, work. When you set a film baby. in autumn, a she's relationship a is about to end. In the summer. Sorry? <laughs> she's got to have a baby in the summer. Uh, <laughs> why? Well, because the, uh, the moral of the story is if you do courting in the modern era, you got to put a baby in her. Uh, Babies. <laughs> That's all women are good for. Babies. So speaking of all women are good for, how about that Bechdel (laughs) test? (laughs) Perfect. Let's hear it, Gracie. Well, I am going to say that I had absolutely no desire to research further beyond this film, so you have no trivia segment this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's valid. I do not care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Four hours to watch. I just want to establish once again, this movie won awards. Yeah, it did. It won. It won um, one, two, three, four. Four awards. Yep. Yep. Ew. (laughs) Yeah. Was one of them from the Family Research Council? No, but one of them was Best Film and Best Directing, April 2017, Ugh. The Attic Film Fest. Wow. That's like three I years after this to... movie came out. It was like the only I movie entered, know. right? I don't even want to know what the other films in those categories look like See, then. That's the <laughs> thing I'm wondering about, too. Is like, if this was the good one, where are all the bad ones? <laughs> like imagine how much worse they must be oh, we're um, not gonna find out <laughs> well maybe next year if we do another Christian movie month but oh, uh, maybe you could do like a good movie next year like Fireproof <laughs> he like really wants us to do Fireproof he will only that's return actually, for that movie that's actually not a bad Kurt Cameron one it's like I'm an seen, actually I've good seen movie a lot of them you've seen a lot of Kurt Cameron movies Yes, I've seen. Oh my God, I grew up in an evangelical household. When Kurt Cameron did the Left Behind movies, we fucking watched them. Uh, well, that's uh, that sounds like it's a fun old time. Um, okay, now, so I, 
there's not there's not much trivia. There's like three things on ID IMDb. Oh, and boy. I told you them all already. No, oh there's well, no d- cell phones. <laughs> yeah, there's no cell phones, not a single one. And then there's also the film broke a box office record for the mm-hmm. biggest opening weekend ever for a faith based film opening on fewer than 300 screens, and that was <laughs> Valentine's Day weekend 2015, uh, which was the same weekend that uh, Fifty, 50 Shades, Shades of Grey came out. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey, like the first one? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that means that this movie came out the same week that Fifty Shades of Grey came out. So all the it Christians the were going Shades to this movie instead of Fifty Shades of Grey. And then raving about how good it was because that way it would be received as a good film. That explains why it has good ratings. That's the only possible reason. Also, when this film was released on DVD on June 16th, 2015, it quickly rose to the no. number one no. romance DVD spot on why? Amazon. Why? It's bad. It's bad. It's not a good. It's a bad movie. Everything about this movie is bad. The thing is, it's like there are bad movies that are fun to watch. This movie is bad with horrible acting and it's boring. Yes. There, There is like probably 30 minutes total of absolute nothing. Like establishing shots you've already seen or like weird like pans around a room except they do it in little bursts so it's like it's like a still image of this section of the room and it's a still image of that section but then you can see the whole room anyways when it gets to the actual scene where they're talking like this is a bad movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah um speaking of bad movies did you have any more trivia no that's like it that's it for trivia for this one so uh let's hear those those tests Okay, Bechdel test. Two named female characters on screen alone together talking about something other than a man. I do believe this happens when Trish and Carol and Amber are talking, not necessarily about Clay, but only like one sentence. It's it's like two lines total. It's not even 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I missed it completely. <laughs> like it's a technical it's a t- path, but I completely missed it. Like I didn't even think... Yeah. It's a, it's a technical pass. We'll give it to them. It, you know, <laughs> considering how they do on the rest of them, we'll give them this one. Yeah. We'll give them this one. And then we have the Makomori test, which is a female character whose entire story arc doesn't revolve around pushing a male character arc forward. This fails. Amber's entire reason for being is to be Clay's trophy. Yeah. Gross. Um, then we have the uh, the racial Bechdel test. Two named people of color on screen alone together talking about something other than a white person. David's the only person of color with a name. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's it. So I, it's a I think like, I think the girlfriend of Brad does have a name in the credits, but it's, but it's never not. said on screen, and Therefore she has two count. lines. Well, wasn't uh, wasn't his uh, Dave's wife like uh, Hispanic? 
No, I didn't think so. I thought she was white. I was pretty sure she was white. I. She was teaching her son Chinese, or her daughter yeah. Chinese, but I don't think that... Oh, I was, like, pretty sure that she was, but maybe If, if was you wrong. look that up, then that might actually pass the test. Um, yeah, but otherwise, we're going to go with a fail. What was her name? Lisa. Oh, yeah, she wasn't. Um, and then we have the DuVernay test, which is a person of color whose story doesn't revolve around pushing a white character's narrative forward. David's a token character whose only purpose is to be a plot device for Clay to work around. So He does get married, though, and therefore has his own plot, mm. sort of. Mm, I, Yeah, but... Not really. Like, the only reason that his marriage exists is to show, like, the contrast between him and Clay. So I would also, still give Lisa's it a fail. white. Yeah. So that kind of denotes the thing of, you know, like, she's a white character. He's pushing her narrative forward. That's yeah. true. <laughs> what narrative? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> then we have the sexy lamp test. Can you take away a named female character and replace her with the sexy lamp from a Christmas story and it not take away from the plot? You could replace Carol, Trish, and uh, Lisa, and it would not take away from the plot. Pretty much. I think taking away Trish from the plot would take away everything good this movie has. I feel the same. <laughs> okay, but you could still get rid of Lisa and Carol. It's yes, true. that's They're true. That's very fails. true. And then we have the Vito Russo test, which is having a character that identifies on the LGBTQA spectrum <laughs> who matters to the plot and whose entire purpose isn't just to be a token LGBTQA character. Clay is gay. Clay is gay <laughs> with uh, with George, and they have. And the true ending of this movie is that they fell in love. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was not established within the lines of the film. Therefore, it is a fail. But the subtext. The subtext. Subtext. <laughs> so, one out of six. It one has a technical five. pass on the Bechdel test. And it's only a technical pass. Like one sentence. Cool. Oh, well, no. No, there's there's that scene with her and Aunt Zella talking. No, because he men she mentions that it's him that gives her, her the tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never mind. They have, a, they have a scene together where they don't talk and they plant tomatoes. Yeah. But that doesn't count. Yep. Uh, also, I guess that whole time he's staring at her and smiling, so. <laughs> like a creepy weirdo. Yikes. Um, uh, is this movie feminist? Hell no. Absolutely not. <laughs> but the most... No, 10 out of 10. He, he breaks up with a girl at the end and gets married to a guy. This movie is gay and I love it 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we look at the actual plot and not our <sighs> shipping plot, unfortunately. It's not even shipping. That's just my headcanon for what happens. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't ship them together. I think they're both terrible men and they won't make each other happy, but at least it's gay. Yeah. Um but yeah, the actual truth of this uh um of it is a um a horrible example yeah. of a relationship. Yep. If your significant other is pulling those fucking red flags that we have mentioned throughout this entire two hours you have been listening to us. 
Run. F- fucking run. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> like, get into a car and fucking... Call yeah. a friend. Go to the airport, get on a plane, and go to Europe, because, like, fucking go. Go to your rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs> Dial the number, bus spinning it. <laughs> By the time you get three numbers in, you're already dead. (laughs) Yeah. Who are you calling? The pizza man. (laughs) You see, all of that anger he had would have been fucking solved if he hadn't wanted to be so fucking old fashioned and her have a cell phone. Yeah, exactly. This movie was bad. (sighs) Poor Amber. Amber's dead. Amber is dead. (laughs) He killed her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so this movie was garbage, and I hated it. It should have been a horror movie, and I hated it. Y'all, this movie makes Christian Grey look like fucking Prince Charming. (laughs) And you... And and the room is a masterpiece. (laughs) Okay, now say what you think of the movie... What do I think of this movie? I think it makes me think that The Room is a masterpiece, and we already know how I feel about The Room. Girl, <laughs> this is a part where you say you hated it, like me and Donnie. God. Okay, fine, I hated it, but I wanted to be funny about it. Jesus, get off my case. <laughs> get on her wavelength. She can't be. She lives in America. True. She's a person of oh. color. Oh, okay, I see how it is. <laughs> those um, colors are red white and blue oh the worst <laughs> red and white for life get rid of that blue yeah yeah <laughs> canada okay. all right casual racism out of the way high five is, uh, it, is it racism or is it nationalism <laughs> i th- I, I think um, it's like slight racism probably okay. probably um, so next week we're going to be doing Jesus Camp, which is gonna in- I'm not involve gonna be me telling horrible stories of my childhood. Yeah. So. Good luck. <laughs> yep, Donnie is not gonna be here. I'm so. out. Peace. Um, okay, so we should probably give our links, but we're gonna hand it over to Donnie for a second, just because, uh, do you want to promote anything? Uh, I guess you can find me over at my Twitch channel. I play video games and stuff. Psychodon525. Psychodon525? Yes. Cool. Um, do, do I need to spell that? Or are you going to be able to put that in like the bio? We'll put it in the bio or okay, something. Cool. Um, and then do you want to promote anything else? Do you have a Twitter? Do you have a anything like that? Pretty much anything that you can follow me at. It's the exact same name. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Well, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the feminist critique podcast. I'm on Twitter as at South of Grace. Um, our email is the feminist critique podcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon, the feminist critique. Ashleen? We're also on Tumblr as the feminist critique podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter as feminist critique without that E at the end. And then uh, I am both on Instagram and on Twitter as Ajlene's A-I-S-L-E-N-E. And uh, you can also like, I mean, check out my new radio station place. Uh, it is. Oh, shoot. I don't know. What I'm... I think it's. Uh... Oh, God, I'm going to hell. Um, you remember last. I mean, no, I didn't. You haven't started there yet. Are, are no. you going to like cut this out and then like just say the name of the radio station at the end and be like, I remember the whole time. 
no. 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 <laughs> I'm a failure at this, so I'm just going to like... You check out this current radio station where I'm going to be taking over the afternoon show in about a month. And that is Kicks.fm. Uh, quick note about... <laughs> <laughs> See, I know that one because I've been working here for four years. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, also, uh, fuck, I had something funny to say. And you ruined it. Sorry, god. I'll leave. Uh, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> um, there's also uh, the fact that um, with this new radio station that I'm going to, uh, everything that I say on this podcast has nothing to do with my employer, uh, mostly because I just kind of like don't want to get fired. So that's cool. Anyways, uh, that's uh, I think that's it. Um, so it was great having you on, Donnie. Yeah, oh, you were fantastic. Well, you, you you can come back anytime. We'll like we'll have well, you on. I mean, I can, but if you're gonna make me watch a movie like this again, I do not want to. No, no, we won't. We won't make you watch a movie like this again. Yeah, we'll we'll give you a good one next time. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said before this. <laughs> I did. I, I lied. I hated this. I hated every minute of this. <laughs> come on, you fucking loved it. It was fun. I, I'm, I was happy to come. All right. Anyways, we should uh, probably end it. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.